The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to another edition of NBA Today. I'm your host Corbin Ford. Follow me on Twitter at Corbin NBA. Make sure to check out the fine folks of Hoopball, as I always say, on Twitter at Hoopball Tweets Online, hoop-ball.com. I'll say it one more time for y'all, hoop-ball.com. We got some good content going on over there. Not just fine podcasts, but like at least 10 others on several different teams, everything you want fantasy-wise. And speaking of that, right now we got the Hoopball 360 going on. So what is the Hoopball 360? It's the ultimate Hoopball experience. If you try to level up in any way, for this fantasy season before it begins, this is what you need right here, right now. It's the best value in fantasy hoops, period. It got everything. First off, and we're just going to go down here, you got the fantasy pass, you get the wager pass, you get the earliest release of the Bruce King 50, the top 150 list fantasy basketball in the last 10 years. All that exclusive for Hoopball 360 members only. Low, low price of $12.99 a month. Get everything you need to get ahead. Get the draft guide. Let me let y'all know. I got this. Like, I'm already using it. And it's pretty good. And I'm, I'm taking it from someone who sucks at fantasy basketball. Like, totally not my thing. But with these this guide, I really think I'm going to level up on this. So, y'all can do it too. Where? Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or hoop-ball.com. It's right there on the opening page. You click on that, get signed up, get everything you need. This stuff speaks for itself, but I, I'm speaking for it just a little bit more. It's uh, industry-leading coverage all year long, y'all. Like, y'all cannot this. All right, speaking of uh, industry leader here, let's kind of uh, welcome my guest onto the show. Uh, this dude is a man of many hats, and like when I say many hats, I mean many hats. But most of all, he is the pod god. He's a little bit of a hooper himself. He has a, a podcast. He contributes for the Playground NBA. Uh, he has a, a dope trade podcast that you have to listen to. Uh, check out this guy on Twitter at Shaw's Law Podcast. S H A W S L A W P O D C A S T. In case you couldn't spell it. We talking about my guy, Rob Shaw. Rob, how's it going, B? Yo, man, that intro is fire. I'm I'm, I'm probably going to clip that and just keep that. But your intro, when you were just introing the show. Yes, sir. You you were rapping. I, I heard a couple rhymes. You kicked, you kicked a bar or two. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Listen, freestyle is not my thing, but once in a while, I can get into a rhythm. <laughs> Oh, um, but listen, bro, it is good to have you on. I've been a guest on Rob's podcast twice now, uh, by, definitely by the time you hear this. We literally just did one. We're both on the grind here. This guy's doing a podcast literally every day, man. Like, this guy is 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 just talking basketball, uh, talking life all over. Check out his podcast. It's a real one. But today, man, uh, let's just talk some basketball that happened recently. First, uh, we got a big we got a big thing that happened. Myself, um, I just got to say, I am a... Uh, uh, my Facebook, my Twitter was uh, the Russell Westbrook apologist, right? And right now it has been changed to, or yesterday was changed to, the wondrous Washington Wizard fan. And the reason why is because, of course, Russell Westbrook got traded from the Houston Rockets to the Washington Wizards for John Wall and a protected 2023 first round pick. And so now you got Westbrook with Bradley Beal on the Wizards. You have John Wall with James Harden on the Rockets. I have already reacted to this from last night. But I'll leave it to you, Rob, to break down what your thoughts are on this trade. I was all in on this trade. My first thought is 
Shout out to all the strippers that are so happy that Wall and Harden are together. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Business is booming, you saying? Oh, man. I called it Strippers Christmas on Twitter. Like, they are hype. <laughs> Lord, bro. <laughs> um, but, like, from a basketball standpoint, um, as a fake graduate of the University of Kentucky, Boogie and Wall being together, like, not the best circumstances right now, but I'm super excited. I'm sure it's something they talked about when they their one year in Lexington when they were just eating in the cafeteria, dunking on dudes and never going to class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's that craziness now. I feel that. But, but like, like, from uh-huh. a real standpoint... On the court, yeah. Um, I think Wall is a better... Uh, I was oh, so hyped about uh-huh. this. My, my real issue with Wall is this dude just hasn't played in two years. So, like, the version of Wall I'm remembering, if that's there... I think he might be a better fit next to Harden, but I don't know what's really there. I think Westbrook in the East is going to wreck shop. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that, bro. I don't even think it's going to be that close. Oh, man. Like, Beal was good for a 30-burger a night. Yeah. And and then, like, Russ is just going to wreck havoc in the East. For real, man. Do you see them making the? Uh, do you see the Wizards making the playoffs? I was already sort of bullish on the Wizards, uh, not okay. overly bullish, but in my power ranking that I did for the Playgrounder, I have the Wizards as number sixteen. So okay. that, like, that's just. I don't know where I have them in East teams, but like, I think they're a legitimate. I think them and the Hawks are the seventh and eighth best team in the East. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. I definitely, I didn't have them. I wasn't super high on them before uh, Russell came on primarily because I wasn't sure how that pairing looked. You know what I mean? When you don't have um, John Wall available for the better part of two years and now all of a sudden he's on the team. Do you trust that he'll stay there long term? How does that all work out? But with 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 Russell there now, yeah, he might have to sit back to backs. But I do like the fact that the dude was all NBA player last year. Twenty seven points, eight rebounds, nine assists a game is nothing to sneeze at. You know, twenty seven, eight and eight. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. You saw how he was, uh, you know, just before the shutdown happened. Granted, that was without you know having Clint Capella in the lineup, basically going all small ball. But you can rep- replicate the same thing with the floor stretching big, something that Houston did not have last year. So I- I'm I'm all for it, especially meshing well with these uh, young guys and, and Bradley Beal. I just wonder if he can better accommodate his team for these guys and not just turn to the rush show like he did in OKC. So what I can't wait for is the first time Russ beats a defender and the help gets there and he rockets one to uh, Bertans. And like Bertans is like just wide open because Russ sucked in all that energy. Mm -hmm. Like a vacuum. And, And then all of a sudden you have all that open gravity for Bradley Beal to attack and for others to take advantage of the place. I'm with you on that for sure. It's just going to – I am I was so in on Wall, and then, like, the more I thought about it, when's the last time I saw this dude play? When's the last time I saw this dude play? But he is a very, very good passer, and mm-hmm. I just hope he gets 
I hope we get some semblance of the John Wall that we've been looking that we used to have. And I think him and Harden can be fine together because he's he's less of an offensive weapon than the last two point guards that have been with Harden. He's not as offensively good as Russ or CP3. That's what you're just saying. That makes sense. That's true. Yeah, he's is it's a different it's a different tone, you know. And my thing is, how well do you think he'll mesh with Harden? Like, I think there's some things that obviously won't be an issue for him. He is a better catch and shoot player, for instance, than Russell is, but he's also someone that is used to having the ball in his hands a lot, and that's not going to be something that he's able to have now, or not as much, at least, alongside Harden. It's the my, my hope is that uh, Steven Silas um, has a more balanced offense than what Houston has ran for the past five years. Like, I hope it resembles other NBA offenses a little bit more where there's more movement and other guys have more uh, creative license. Like, mm-hmm. Harden was the only one who, if you watched Houston and you said, well, who does it look like is having fun out there? It was only James Harden for me. Like, the other guys were like, it just didn't look fun for them. And I hope that changes a little bit. No, I feel you. It, it, was, it, it did feel more like a grind, you know, more like a drag. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Hey, so if you if you had to grade him, what are you giving – what are you giving um, – what are you giving the Wizards first, and then I'll ask you the Rockets. So Wizards grade, between, you know, A and F, what you giving them? Um, probably a, a B, B minus. Like, this is a really tough trade because those are, like, the – only that was the only option for both those contracts. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm with you. They were the only two contracts that were most likely to be traded for each other, and it, I mean it just so happened to be the way it was. And you doing the same for Houston? Um, I give Houston a slightly better grade because when this trade was initially talked about, so I guess I give Houston a B. I just saw that there was no way. Like if I was, uh. What what's uh, the new Rockets GM name? Stone. Uh yeah yeah uh uh, uh what's the name Stone? Um oh my gosh now I'm drawing it Raphael Stone there you go. If I was Raphael Stone or if I was Tommy Shepard the Wizards GM yeah. when this call was made, to me it needed to be a straight up swap. Nobody involves a pick, so I give the Rockets a slight edge here because they did receive a pick in this deal. Oh god. To me, to me this should have been. Look, bro, I'll give you Westbrook. He needs a new change of scenery. And you give me Wall. He needs a change of scenery. The fact that they were able to steal a pick out of this gives them the slight edge. Well, see, I'm actually – I think the reason they're able to get the pick out of this, let's be real. You're talking about a guy who hasn't played in two years. And you're talking about a guy who was all NBA. Like, yeah, they both need a change of scenery. They're both, you know, in their early 30s. Both don't have a lot of a jump shot. Both, you know, their their physical athleticism has declined. But bottom line, one has produced and at a high level, and the other hasn't produced, period, in the better part of two years. You know what I mean? Like, I think that pick was a good thing in terms of equal value for what Russell is. Like, yes, he is not a star. But at the same time, like, you can't just trade him for someone who hasn't played in two years and go, okay, that's great. You know what I mean? Well, no, he's still a star. All NBA is still a star, and there's no way he's not an Eastern Conference All Star, barring hell. So, like, they, 20, okay. 27, so with that eight, being said, though, you lot. are glad that he got the pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I just when you looked at the money and how things were unfolding, like I understand you you made sense into why the pick was needed, 
I just, man, it, I, I'd like to see the protections on the pick. Yeah, I, I, it would have been yeah. a tough one for me to wear. No, I see what you're saying. And it's, it's, I, I had it yesterday. I pulled it up. It's like a paragraph of like, if it doesn't, basically by the end of it, I think 2025, 2026, if it doesn't convey, it'll be two seconds. But like, it's, you know, it's top eight protected in certain years. It, it's going to be a big thing on that. So that's interesting. I'm glad you got that grade though. Okay. Now I got to ask you about another thing before we get down to the meat of the conversation. This was my Twitter finger segment for yesterday. Uh, you, you, you know, uh, Mr. Kendrick Perkins, right? Yeah, I, I've heard of him once or twice. All right, there you go, of course. So this was his tweet um, yesterday that I, I had to comment on. So his top eight teams, he's updated since then, but I just want to point this out. His top eight teams in Eastern Conference uh, as of yesterday, so this was before the John Wall trade, was Nets, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Miami Heat, Toronto Raptors, Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers, and the New York Knicks. Now, wait, for- Harden? <laughs> That's what I was, I was – I needed a reaction to that. Yes. For the Knicks, Philadelphia isn't on that list at all. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, and Seth Curry, according to Kendrick Perkins, aren't making the top eight in the Eastern Conference. Ooh, Perk. Yes. Wow. Yes, that so silence. Thing, so, so, so while you're reading it to me, I'm nodding my head. I have my little list in front of me, and I'm like, okay. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. What else? And then, and then you said the Knicks. And you, Scooby Doo. And I just don't. I don't know what he's. What does he see? Who? Forget what does he see. That's who that's paid, the I want. Who, who sent the check? Who cut the check that said, "Yo, I'm gonna need you to give us some good pub." And what is the number? <laughs> I mean, you're not lying, bro. It, 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 it something else, man. That was to me. Um, I don't even know what to say about that. That had me. I, I had to give someone to react to that. But also, the Knicks made his top eight. The Knicks all season moves were drafting Obi Toppin, signing Austin Rivers, Nerlens Noel, and Alec Burks. And Kendrick Perkins thinks those are the moves that will allow New York to go into the postseason for the first time in eight years. Like, like wow. If it's only that simple, I did not realize Nerlens Noel was that much of a game changer. The thing is, like, me and you, uh, I'm uh, I'm going to break the fourth wall. Me All and right. you are working hard to get into this industry, and I'm sure both of us could reel off another 25 people just like us who are trying to make it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you just give ex-players these passes, and I understand, like, they have the game experience. But, like, if you're not going to take it serious, it's, it's a little discouraging because – the the Knicks aren't gonna make the play, aren't gonna make the playoffs. I don't think the Knicks are gonna be. Uh, they're gonna be a top, are they gonna be a top twenty five team in the league? Like I'm asking, there's thirty teams, and I'm legitimately asking you, Corbin, are they gonna be one of the twenty five best, or are they gonna be one of the five worst? And you don't have to answer because they're going to be one of the five <laughs> worst. I was gonna I say, I'm like, is that a serious happened. one? And, like, it's just, like, sometimes you see these ex-players get on the platforms that, like, dudes like me and you are dying to get on. And they're just, like, they're, they're taking it as a joke or. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. I had to give you a react. I had to get your reaction to that because I was like, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> do you, but uh, I don't know what's going on here, Perk. Like. 
I get hot takes and I also just get straight ignorance and uh, that to me, uh, I think you know where that where that lands on the ladder. You know, has he ever seen Joel Embiid play basketball? Like that guy's really really good at basketball. You know what? That that might be a serious question that you have to ask, considering that that might just be something that, yeah, maybe not, maybe not. Who knows? So uh, with that though, I'm gonna get to the meat of why we why we got why we got my boy Rob here on talking. Uh, Rob's partial to the Phoenix Suns. Kind of a fan of them. Big Devin Booker guy. We're going to break down what they did this offseason. I'm going to rattle off all their transactions real quick, and then we can just talk about the best, the worst, and the big one. So, okay. first, yeah, the first one, trade Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, Jalen Q, the 2022nd first-round pick, top 12 protected. It conveys to a top 10 protected in 2023, and then a top 8 protected in 2024, and then unprotected in 2025. All of that to OKC for Chris Paul and Nader Nader. Then comes the draft. They drafted Jalen Smith at 10th overall. Then they declined the $5 million team option on Frank Kaminsky and the team option on Czech Diallo. They picked up the $2 million team option on Cameron Payne. They signed Jay Crowder to a three-year, $29.2 million contract using the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. They re-signed Dario Sarge on a three-year, $27 million contract. They signed Langston Galloway for one year. Signed Javon Carter for three years, 11 mil. They waived Elliot Kobo. They signed Tyshawn Alexander. They signed Etwan Moore for one year. And then they signed Damian Jones for two years on the vet minimum. Let's That's all the transactions the Phoenix Suns made in the offseason of five days. So let's get back to the big one first. Ricky Rubio, Kelly Oubre, Ty Jerome, Jan LeCue, and a package of picks for Chris Paul and Abdul Nader. Rob, what are your thoughts? Chris Paul is so good at basketball. He's like, it's almost barring injury that Chris Paul teams just don't miss the playoffs. Do you remember what the Thunder were picked to be last year? Like five, oh crap, I'm forgetting the numbers for uh, ESPN's uh, number crunching team. Um, Five, Um, five, 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 three, four. No, I'm messing yeah. up. Let me. It's I know what you're 45. saying. Oh my <laughs> so, gosh! I, you hear it all the time, and then you just uh, five thirty. It's because the numbers five thirty eight. It's because the numbers don't mean anything to anybody. Yeah, yeah. You said um, they and the experts had them at like point oh 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 one chance to make the playoffs, and here they are putting the fear of the god, fear of God, in the Rockets in the first round. That's because they have Chris Paul. That dude just makes things happen. I yeah. cannot tell you how excited I am for him to get with Devin Booker. I'm concerned that they might play a little bit of your turn, my turn, but I like Monty Williams as a coach, and I, I'm just so gassed to see them together. It, it should be very, very exciting. Um, you have both those guys, both determined, both skilled. You know, even Chris Paul at 35 is still the point god, as we all know. So having that is just, it, it's crazy to see how that's going to work. Um, obviously losing uh, Kelly Oubre as a, a talented finisher, someone who did play very big in the absence of DeAndre Ayton for most most of the year, was a great sidekick to uh, Devin Booker. I think that's underrated. Ty Jerome had a for rookie year, so that's not much. Ricky Rubio brought a lot of respect back to the Suns at the point guard position, the first real point guard they've had in a couple of years. You know, that's kind of unfortunate signing there, thinking he'd be there for a hot minute, only lasting for a cup of tea, but it happened. 
Um, and, and all in all, I think they both found themselves on better, or not better teams, but teams that still have, you know, winning aspirations. So that's solid. Now, let's go to something that's a little less solid. Jalen Smith at number 10. Uh, what did you think about Jalen Smith going in uh, before he was drafted? What did you think about him once he was drafted? What are your thoughts in general? Because Jalen Smith was an interesting one to me that I'm I'm not really, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, I do know how I feel about it. I don't like it. I, I wasn't in love with it. But I kind of like guys who, like, put their nuts on the table. Like, and, like, so... And I'm not talking about Jalen Smith. I'm talking about uh, the Sun scouting staff. So if me and you watch a prospect and we come to a consensus and we say, yo, everybody else thinks this guy is a top 20 player in the draft. But me and you see something different and we're like, yo this is definitely a top 10 guy and we're not scared to go against the consensus. And Phoenix has done that two years in a row. And I didn't love the um, Cam Johnson pick last year. And it's really grown on me, but I like Mm -hmm. that Phoenix Phoenix's staff isn't scared to say, yo, this is our guy. And we don't care what the draft consensus says. We're taking our guy. I see what you're saying. Now, now my question is, I mean, they did this before. They did this before when they, um, when they had, um, when they drafted Cam Johnson, and it wasn't a popular pick, but it more or less paid off well. In this case, as a four who plays more of a five, do you see that possibly clashing with Aiden, who's expected to get so many minutes? Do you look at Smith as the de facto backup five? If that's the case, do you have Damian Jones as like some extra relief? Like, what is your thought on how he fits in the rotation? I think long-term their plan here is that he's a four. Um, Okay, even though he's groundbound and slow as heck. (laughs) I think he has to be a five now just because it's easier for him to guard, and I don't think he'll start this year. Um. Honestly, I like that they like take the balls on the players they want. Like, th- this is who I want. But sometimes you need to read the room. And when the consensus is so- – when you're so different from the consensus, you can probably get your guy and an asset. Like, they took him at 10, and they probably could have traded back, gotten an asset, and still got him at maybe 25. Mm, I see what you're saying. So, I see like, what you're saying. You need to like. Sometimes it's great to disagree with uh, groupthink, but then use that to your advantage. Like he would have been there at 25. You could have. The Knicks wound up with the 25th pick, and they took um, Emmanuel quickly from Kentucky. You could have traded the 10th pick for the 25th pick and a second rounder later in the draft, or a young player that a team might have given up on, but that your uh, scouting team had really liked. Mm-hmm. You, you thought the coaching staff was using them wrong. So that's, so I feel like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth. I like that. they, <laughs> I like that they grabbed him because that's, they felt strongly about him, but sometimes you can make a different move and still get your guy. What you're saying. All roads are different to the same path. That, um, I mean, the shooting no sense, is, but different paths to the same. You know what I mean? Jeez. Um, Jalen Smith's shooting uh, intrigues me. I just. Oh boy, were there bigger upside swings on the table at the time. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I, I really was high on Devin Vassell. I really thought that should have been what they did. That that made sense to me, and uh, the fact that it didn't happen, I mean, it's a shame. I thought it would have been a better fit, a cheaper replacement to Kelly Oubre, Oubre probably a better replacement to Kelly Oubre. Um, you went a totally different route. You zigged where everyone else zagged. You zagged where they zigged for the second year in a row. All I hope is that it, it paid out for them. You know, we'll see kind of how that goes. But um, let's go down to their next move or next couple of moves. And we'll, we'll really go off of, first, let's talk about the guys that are gone. Frank Kaminsky, Chuck Diallo, um, uh, Elia Kobo. What do you think about those guys? Uh, did you think they made that big of an impact? Are you happy? Do you think they could have been brought back for anything? What are your thoughts? I think, I don't know if you mentioned them, but I think the biggest loss they uh, had outside of people in the Chris Paul trade was Aaron Baines. That's the big one. I, I can't believe I even let that slip. That's the big one. Like Aaron Baines is, and I, I know you probably couldn't keep him because he wants to play starters minutes and he's earned it, but he's just, he'll just screen you open. Like every shooter wants to play with him. Like I know Kyle Lahr, I, I would put, I would bet dollars to donut um, in a regular training camp year, like where you get like all the quotes from the players on how things going that mm-hmm. some Raptors guard would say, Oh man, like Aaron Baines, you just don't realize how big he is until he's setting the screen for you. And you're just so wide open. Like yeah. that quote would come in a regular year. Because that guy is like the screen assist god. He just hits you with that lumber, that Paul Bunyan lumberjack frame. And people are just, they're just like, oh my god, I'm wide open. I've never looked at the rim so cleanly. Mm-hmm. No, I see what you're saying. I definitely see where you're going with this. All right, so looking ahead to, um, well, I guess no big thoughts on Elliot Coble. That's sad. I was hoping you'd have some words for the brother. No, uh, my, my big thoughts go to Kelly Oubre. I mean, and guess what? They're they're well deserved. I, I'm I'm just giving you a hard time for no reason. It's just uh, the best. He has the best Instagram name in the league. Tsunami Poppy. That is, is und- that. Yeah, it rolls off the tongue, right? It, it just it's a it's a catch. It clicks. It works. It. it you're right. You're right. You and know what? All credit to him. Be a tsunami. It, it's Kelly Oubre. Like Kelly Oubre is a tsunami poppy. Like I don't know what it means, but like every time I look at him, I'm like, this fits. Yeah, you just know that he has it. Yeah, like, whatever it is, he got it. There you go. And then that's all you need to say about that. I'm with you on that end. Uh, rest in peace to Valley Boys. Uh, Kelly Oubre brought some validity there, brought some respect with that name. Uh, and, you know, you can't, now they're called the Fellas, uh, whatever the heck that means. Uh, okay with that. Uh, long live Valley Boys. That's that's my thoughts on that. All right, last little bit here. Jay Crowder, three. 29 mil. Dario Sarge, three years, 27. Langston Galloway on a one-year deal. Each one more. Javon Carter. All these signings. What is your biggest one in terms of impact? Uh, one that you like the most, and what's the one that you think will uh, bring back the the best impact? And they could be both. Okay, so I think each one more is a dope value. Like I I really like him as. Like, when he had to start with the Pelicans, that was a no for me. But, like, as a third, fourth guard, like, I – it's not a flashy backup guard combination, but yeah. Javon Carter and Etuan Moore are going to get after it. Like, I like that backup guard combination. It, it It is very solid. I like the fact that you got some vets. 
you know, they're not quite ring chasers, but they're that type of quality that they can kind of still contribute, hit threes, play defense. Jay Crowder being able to play the four adds some more versatility that way. Uh, I like what they did there. It's a really solid move. Um, I, all in all, I, I, what would you grade the Suns offseason? I'd probably give this, like, a B plus. Like, they got – no, maybe even an A. Like, they got a legitimate star in Chris Paul. They uh, – that Jalen Smith pick is rough. Jay yeah, Crowder, I'm just not a fan. Jay Crowder gives them some uh, validity. Like, he's the kind of guy that's sort of supposed to be a ring chaser. So when you get him, it means that the NBA vets think you might have something growing here in the correct way. Mm-hmm. Bringing back Saric was like a no-brainer for them. And once again, I'm also a sucker for NBA relationships. So Etwan Moore played for Monty Williams in New Orleans. So, like, when he's a free agent, him going back to Monty says good things about Monty Williams to me. I see what you mean. The way that he assembled his leadership, yes, I'm with you on that. For sure, for sure. So, uh, in closing, any last uh, stories you got? Uh, any last thoughts you have on on the Suns and just in general how they are, what you're excited to see, uh, what, what you like? Just, just kind of send us home, Rob. Close it out. Can we talk that... Do you think that Devin Booker and Jay Crowder have to address their Instagram beef from when... Uh, Crowder's with the Celtics and Book and the Suns like went out of their way to let Book score seventy. Oh, because like they were. No, uh, no, nah, nah, you gotta address that because uh, he was like, I never seen somebody so happy after a loss, and Book was like, You can't guard me. They, it's like it's not a serious thing, but like they gotta laugh about it at some point. Yeah, I, well, I think they will. I think that you know Booker and Chris Paul had their battles. I think that they all gonna have laughs at the end of the day. They decided to join the Suns. I think. That that went away when they decide to join. You know what I mean? All right. And my big hot take is Phoenix Suns top six seed in the West this year. Oh, wow. Top six. Okay. Top 16 in the West. You said, wait, you said top 16? In the West. In the West. Okay. Top six in the West. Um, huh. I got, I'm, I'm running through my list. Lakers. Clippers, Nuggets, yeah, I guess so, wow, I mean, it's not as hot as, I guess, no, it is a hot, because the Suns have been in the playoffs in 11 years, but wow, okay, I'm with it, I'm with it, look at Rob closing it out strong with the, with the hottest of takes, just setting a, setting a fire out here in the cool 55 degree Arizona night I'm here in, <laughs> I'm just That's trying, up, man, bro. I'm just trying, hey, man, you know I appreciate that, I appreciate you coming on, bro, Talking some Suns, talking some NBA, scuttlebutt with me. I hate that word, but it only made sense on that on that front. Uh, thanks a lot, man, for 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 coming in again. Again, check out this guy and his work. The dude is grinding all the time. This is Rob Shaw at Shaw's Law Podcast. The dude does it all. Check out his work on the Playgrounder. He's not called the Pod God, Pod God for his health, y'all. Like for real. So check him out. See what is going on. Uh, thanks again, bro. Yo, thank you for having me. Uh... Man, this was really fun, and I'm sure we'll try and link again within the next month, and oh, then it you, will happen uh, for another month. <laughs> bro, I'm about to say, you said it. You know how this stuff goes, but no, it's it, you know it's going to happen. We're going to make this. We're going to do this again, for real, 100%. But uh, you can find me, y'all, at CorbinNBA on Twitter. Make sure to check me out there. Check out the fine folks at HoopBallHoop.com on Twitter, at HoopBallTweets. 
Definitely check out the fantasy content we got going on, that HoopBall360, y'all. It is the real deal. Make sure that you get signed up for it. And until next time, I'm Frosty. I got my boy Rob Frosty. Y'all stay frosty, and I'll talk to y'all real, real soon. All right, y'all. This has been a HoopBall presentation.